the rain barrel effect by Dr. Stephen Carroll, page 283. Listen to your emotions. I discovered these next nine emotional triggers just a few years back and I have found identifying them incredibly helpful as a straight starting point. I hope you do as well. Possibly for the first time ever, I'd like you to actually get in touch with that what you are really feeling. Don't suppress it. Feel what Feel what your body and mind are innately trying to tell you. The nine emotional triggers listed below are from the book Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. As you read over them, see if any resonate with you. If so, try to begin looking more deeply into why that may be and what the toxic underlying feeling is that is keeping you stuck there. In parentheses, Parenthesis, I pose questions that may help you answer and identify the true triggers. 9. Toxic Emotions Bitterness Bitterness shows you where you need to heal, where you are still holding judgments on the others and help yourself. Who or what event do you feel bitterness towards? How can you forgive that person or event if not for them but for yourself? Resentment Resentment shows you where you are living in the past and not allowing the present to be as it is. What is it that you resent? How can you turn, out, turn it around to view it as a learning experience that is leading you to be a more well-rounded, caring individual? Discomfort. Discomfort shows you that you need to pay attention right now to what is happening because you are being given the opportunity to change to do something different than how you typically do it. It's important to realize that you will always feel discomfort when taking your life to the next level. This is a protective mechanism in your mind to keep you safe and stuck in your current comfort zone, even if it's not a pleasant one. What are your current uncomfortable thoughts or feelings? Anger. Anger shows you what you are passionate about, where your boundaries are, and what you believe needs to change about the world. Anger can be uh, anger can beneficial if it doesn't burn you out, poison your immune system with increased cortisol, and spill into all areas of your life. Anger must be a temporary emotion ch channeled into a worthy pursuit or cause. What is your worthy cause you can re reframe into something more positive? Disappointment. Disappointment shows you that you, try to, you tried for something that, that you do not give into apathy, that you still are. Disappointment is a normal human emotion. The issue is that we must move on from it. Learn from each experience and channel that emotion into how you can improve for the next challenge. What can you learn from your disappointments? Guilt. Guilt shows you that you are still living in other people's expectation of what you should do or be. Parents, friends, religions, schools, work, and other social factors can make you believe you are supposed to fit a specific mode or expectation. Once you allow yourself to be you and do what you want in life while realizing that you do not owe anyone anything, the guilt will be released. Do you feel any guilt right now? Shame. Shame shows you that uh, you are inter interna interna internalizing other people's belief. 
about who you should be or who you feel you are and that you need to re- reconnect with yourself. This emotion ties in right guilt with guilt and shares the same imbalanced mental states. No one can make you feel shame unless you accept their version of you. When you live a life you can be proud of and respect yourself, shame will shame will become a non-factor. Do you feel shame around any particular events or around certain people? Anxiety. Anxiety shows you that you need to wake up right now and that you need to be present, that you are stuck in the past and living in fear of the future. Having seen hundreds of people in my practice with anxiety, I can tell you that many people fear what the future may hold or more specifically not hold for them. Once you change your perspective and give gratitude for what you have, anxiety ceases to exist. What are your biggest source of anxiety right now? Sadness. Sadness shows you that the depth of your feeling, the depth of your care for others and this world. While sadness will always be part of the human experience, it's our ability to pull ourselves out of this state that keeps us healthy. When you find yourself sad, feel this feeling. Don't deny it, but then move your mind back to the now. Use perspective and gratitude for what you do have to help you reach up more positive mental states. Is there a certain issue that makes you sad? If so, can it have a happy ending? If not, how can you still make the best of it, accept it, learn from it, and move forward with your life? The most common emotions. Out of all of the emotional meanings just mentioned, the two most common emotions I see come up on a weekly basis in my practice are anxiety and overwhelm. Literally, a week doesn't go by that I don't hear someone talk about an underlying level of anxiety that is affecting their mood and health. Those two emotions are ultimately interconnected and, when left unchecked, can fill up your rain barrel and burn out your adrenals through to high of a norepinephrine or adrenaline and cortisol output. If if it goes on long, long enough, this can lead to apathy and depression. Your thoughts affect your mood. From my experience, it's difficult to get excited, get excited about anything when your when your body and mind are exhausted. I believe a depressed or a burnout body leads a too depressed mind. As I have mentioned before, there is no separation between mind and body. To heal one, you must heal the other. Remember, our outward experience of life is largely dictated by our thoughts and our thoughts are absolutely influenced by our mood. This will be explained more in the last chapter. And part of this issue is that we get locked into a cycle of thinking that seems near impossible to break. But like anything that relates to our current health, there is always an answer. Before we get to those solutions, let's take a self-survey to draw out some of your more limiting, depressing beliefs about yourself. It is these limiting beliefs that are holding you back from smiling more, being more, and having unlimited energy. Take a moment right now to answer these questions honestly. What are your limiting beliefs? Do you believe you can achieve total health? 
Do you like how your body looks? Can you see yourself living in your ideal body? Do you believe there is no upper limit to what you can achieve? Do you believe you can be truly happy? What do you think about most of your day? Are they happy thoughts? How do you talk to yourself? Are you kind? Do you build yourself up? Do you feel you can achieve the life you have always wanted? In addition to these questions, I, I would ask how do you picture yourself? Is it usually at your ideal or at your worst? These are important questions since the way you think frames what you expect to get, to, uh, get out of your life. You will always get more of what you think about. Your actions will attract those things towards what you constantly think about. So if you answered no multiple times in the questions above, I would urge you to truly work on your mindset for long-term health and well-being in both mind and body. Beyond the actual answers, I am also even more inter- interested in your understanding how you felt rather than merely what you thought or wrote down when answering the above questions. Did you feel low energy answering them, or did you begin to light up and feel alive? The answer to that question is all I need to hear to understand where you are at. Reframe your vision. In a moment, I'll share with you some simple at-home functional medicine lab tests to run to see if there is an actual biochemical imbalance holding you back as well. But for now, you must understand that if you feel weak, small, or unmotivated when you view yourself and future, you must correct this. Unless you begin to dispel any visions you have of yourself as a victim or someone that cannot be helped, the odds that you will get better is not good. I only state this because the mind and body are intricately connected and your physiology, a psychology thinking, ultimately affects your physiology body. This connection is so strong that it's now very easy for me to spot the people that will have the most difficulty in getting ill again. They are always the ones that believe they have tried it, tried it all and nothing works. They feel that they are destined to live a life of hardship and suffering. They may have seen family members suffer the same fate and they believe there is nothing they can do. They play it off as just poor genetics or another passing excuse that allows them to stay complacent. I feel for those people and I want, to, I want so badly to help them, but I know that first step must come from them in believing they can become well again. This is also a very personal topic for me as well. I was that dis- despondent sick kid who didn't believe he could get well again. I had good reason. I had been to over two dozen of the top doctors and specialists in Boston only for them to tell me my health ailments were all in my head. I used to go into those appointments optimistic that this was the doctor that would heavenly figure it out and heal me, only to leave depressed an hour later. I struggled like this for many years, doctor visit visit after doctor visit. Doctor visit after doctor visit until I gave up completely. 
I couldn't take any more reinforcement that no one was ever going to figure out how to help me get well. Years went by with no real relief and many relapses along the way. Create your own turning point. Then, one day, one day in my early 20s, after another night of not sleeping and lying awake all night, I decided I wasn't going to live this angry, depressed, and unhappy life anymore. I made a conscious choice from that day on to become the person I wanted to be. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to enjoy life. I wanted to live with more energy and passion. I also wanted to be free of disease and poor health. I didn't know how any of that was going to happen, but I was now committed to the process of finding that life for myself. Did I have relapses in, my, in both my attitudes and physical symptoms after I made that commitment? Absolutely, but I always made sure I went back to my goal of reshaping my life. I had nothing to lose, and after a while, the process actually started to get easier. By mere chance, I met some amazing naturopaths and health practitioners shortly after my new commitment to heal myself, and they helped me pinpoint where to focus my efforts. Was it coincidence, or was I finally at a point mentally that I was ready to heal physically? Regardless, I found the answers that had eluded me for so long and that rest in history. I can honestly say I don't even resemble that same person I was 15 years old, 15 years ago. My mindset is that of a new person. I love life and I look at it as an amazing adventure. This new thought process allows me to still have the same stress I'd ordinarily have, ordinarily have, but my reaction to life's event is completely different. I know I now see challenges not insurmountable, insurmountable obstacles. My energy is better than ever, and today I can't even believe I used to struggle to mount the stairs to my bedroom, or that I have. I would be too tired to even talk to other people. My life has changed and it all started with recognizing my limiting beliefs, dominant thoughts, and then controlling my emotions. At that time, I didn't know my brain bar was so full of stress, fear, and negativity. Now I do. This is what I want for you to realize as well. I do not have any special abilities and I certainly wasn't thought, taught this growing up or in schools almost 101 yes it's time to get it's time to get fed up so how did i change my mindset what happened was that i got fed up i couldn't live with the emotions i was struggling with i felt like a victim i felt helpless i felt weak these are all quantity qualities i didn't want for myself so, I want to ask you, just like I have asked thousands of others before you, what do you want for your life? How do you want to feel? How do you want to see yourself? What fires you, fires you up and gives you energy? Don't answer what you think you should be saying, but instead shoot, shoot for your ideal. Don't place any limits on yourself. Journal and speak out loud. What does your best self and ideal life look and feel like? You must first get very clear on what you want to what you want for you. Note, never focus on what you do not want since you are them still in, in 
inadvertently focusing on it. It's only after you have this clarity can you begin to take the proper step to achieve it. Everything begins with thought. Our emotions then form from there. All of the great masters have shared this phil- philosophy since the beginning of time. After you get clear on how you would like to live your life, begin to become aware of your thoughts from moment to moment. You may find they, they, you may find they are more limiting and negative, negative than, you, than you would like. Don't try to fight them. Arguing against anything only gives it more life. Instead, simply and quickly shift your mind to a new positive thought, one that serves, serves you. Go back to focusing on what you do want. In time, this flipping of thoughts will become more natural. You will also have to do it less as your subconscious becomes re- reprogrammed with the new idea you have for you yourself and your life. Although this process may seem somewhat ment- metaphysical or es- es- esoteric, I can assure you is it, it is not. The Science of Emotions Quantum physics and medical science have validated these exact sentiments and even have a name for the part of the brain that draws your goals closer to you. It's called the Reticular Activating System, or RAS. Its job is to filter out the millions of data points, uh, data points you see all around you at every second and only make you aware of what serves you the most. Keep in mind, this is always positive since your dominant thoughts allows your mind to see what data points it seeks. It is literally a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is why you will get more of what you think about the most. At the risk of sounding too out there, I simply want to say that letting go of your current emotional makeup is oftentimes the ultimate hurdle to try truly getting well losing the weight, and living the life you will you have always wanted. In terms of emptying your rainbow, understanding and owning, owning your emotions is just as important as any of the individual distress protocols you have already read about. It holds the key to lasting results and a snowball effect of getting more of what to do, want, what, you, what you do want in life. So before we move on to actual biochemical imbalances that may be keeping you feeling stuck, I'd like to share with you 7 tips for beginning to recreate your new emotional state.